Hey everybody, it's me, Nia, from the Tournament Podcast. Just letting you know that we do have a little bit of a special guest, but you have to wait until after the outro. So if you want to stick around for that, you definitely should. It's um, our first caller. You'll get it. Have fun! tournament podcast i'm nia d'amelio he's trent dozier and today we're gonna be talking about uh a whole can of worms (laughs) i would hope not well maybe depending on where you where you dine uh today we're gonna be asking you uh which casual dining chain restaurant is the best casual dining chain restaurant that's a mouthful, and you also might be asking yourself what any of this means, but once we reveal the participants in the bracket, it will become very clear very quickly what the goal of this tournament is. Mm-hmm. Or what the, uh, not the goal of the tournament, but the uh, who the representatives are mm-hmm. and why they are what mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking yourself these questions, don't worry, we have answers for you in a matter of moments. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, before we get into it um just want to say we're a part of the trident network of course you can visit the tridentnetwork.com for more information on all of the uh trident networks shows podcasts live streams everything it's great we love being a part of the trident network mm-hmm. we do um and we also have merch um over yeah. at the trident network which you can buy um we've had it and 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 we own some and it's cool yeah yeah and then another thing that i just want to say really quickly because i feel like we haven't talked about this in a long time please is that um if if you would like to leave us a review and rate the podcast you can um and just recently like within the last two months spotify which is where most of our listeners listen yeah um has released like a rating system i don't know if you can leave a review but you can definitely rate a podcast which you couldn't before on spotify yeah yeah so please um go ahead and and rate and review the pod yeah wherever you listen yeah i know itunes definitely has reviews and Mm -hmm. stuff and Mm -hmm. you know we're we obviously love our fan base we love the attorneys at pod Mm -hmm. we're always welcoming new members love to grow Love to grow the attorney base. Yes. What's the, uh, what would you call like a gaggle of lawyers? Our law firm. A firm, yeah. <laughs> We'd love to grow the firm. We'd love to grow the firm. And uh, yeah, so make sure yeah. you take the bar exam, which in parentheses means rate and review our podcast. Okay, nice. <laughs> and, jo- and join the firm. Uh, okay, I think that's all the housekeeping for us yes are you ready to get into it i'm ready wow well nia for the first time in the calendar year of (laughs) 2022 let's throw it to you break this bad boy down i know i did this one which is uh like trent said hasn't happened since last year 
And I'll, I'll also be doing the next one. So <laughs> okay. I'm back well, on it. Are you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, that was a little uh, behind-the-scenes date talking. That without uh, th- You can't see this because it's a podcast. That conversation was all in the eyes oh between us. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> so I'm really passionate about chain restaurants. Yes. And... Uh, when I said chain restaurants initially, I was thinking of the casual dining restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, this this kind of restaurant, it'll be very clear based on what the restaurants are in the category. Yeah. But this is a place where you go and you sit down, and there's a there's a server, and there's a menu, <clears throat> and you give back your menu, and you wait for the food. It is, dare I say casual yes but like you don't have to dress up so like this isn't a chipotle right you know where you have to like go through a line or like panera where you like go up and you get a number Mm -hmm. that's not what this is this is like you go to the hostess but you're in your jeans and for the most part you're just about anywhere in the in the country yeah these are national chains yeah you can give an example most are global chains you can give an example of a place if you want to without revealing i think for me honestly i think the number one chain restaurant that i always think of besides the number one seed in our tournament which i won't reveal right now but i always think of tgi fridays Mm. as like a really good example Example. of a chain restaurant i would have said applebee's or chili's personally which is just like friday they're all all three are the same restaurant (laughs) and all three are on the list yes all three are on the list so that's what I meant. Uh, if you listen to the end of our MCU results episode and I, you heard me say chain restaurant, that's the kind of restaurant I mm-hmm. am talking mm-hmm. about. Now, <clears throat> yes, when we did our fast food tournament, which was like basically a year ago. Wow. Wow. That's, let me pull that up. Keep, talk, keep going. <laughs> we, our metrics were based on, this is one of the few tournaments that's based on real hard data. <laughs> so... Uh, we did nearly to the day. Yeah, it was a week earlier last year, that, or a week later last year that we did fast food tournament. I remember it was right when we moved to LA and we didn't have Wi-Fi, so it was really hard to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there are there were three metrics that went into this: sales, number of locations, and states served. Those were the three metrics in the fast food tournament. They're also the three metrics in this tournament. Now, of course, there are some limitations, like number of locations means globally, but states served only means within the United States. Right. Um, So obviously that's a little bit of a discrepancy there. But I think for this tournament in particular, the big discrepancy here is that the sales data is from 2020. Yeah. So there's... These numbers are weak. When you hear some of them, you're going to be like, there's no way. And then when you know that it's 2020, you're going to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. there is a way. Because nobody was going to casual dining restaurants. Well, and also you got to remember, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, people were not only taking their quarantining more seriously but also the lockdown more seriously mm-hmm. and restaurants were like straight up closed yeah for the most part yes um and so you know that was a big chunk of 2020 was that 
So these are like the most up-to-date numbers, obviously, is the 2020 numbers. And like for honestly, maybe five seconds, I was like, oh, should I try and go the year before? But then I was like, no, because I think the pandemic, if anything, shows the true colors of which chain restaurants are actually the most popular. Yes. Who who risked their lives to go out of their way to get, you know, chilies? Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. So those are our metrics. And then we did, like, um, we ranked each of those metrics, and then we averaged the rankings, and we got our final seeds. So lots went into this as per usual. Lots of science, lots of math. We love it. Also, for the first time in a while, now we'll get into the actual restaurants, we have a little bit of a cut list. Mm. And Trent was like, why don't we do a play-in? And I was like, I like when we cut stuff. I think it's yeah. controversial. So Yeah, and to be to be honest, I I certainly don't mind the cut list on this one. So there's three Although restaurants. Although I do like all three of them. I know, they're all really good. <laughs> there's three restaurants that are on the cut list, and... Um, here they are, bottom up. In last place, Maggiano's Little Italy. Oh, Maggiano's Little Italy. Little Italy. <laughs> the, place Little before Italy. That, <laughs> the place before that, California Pizza Kitchen. And let me tell you, that's a Dozier family staple. We haven't gone in actually a long time. Honestly, probably pre-pandemic, the family hasn't gone oh. to CPK. As a, I mean, I know you and I have gone, but... Um, CPK, they used to have these great uh, avocado egg rolls that I don't think are on the menu anymore. You know I love an avocado egg roll. And uh, and the last one that has been cut, barely, barely cut, Yard House. See ya. I know. So, so here's for, since Trent got to make all of his comments while I was reading the list. Yeah, sorry. I'll make my comments now. Um Trent knows perhaps more than any anybody that one of my favorite restaurants on the planet is Maggiano's Little Italy. And I, if you've never Little been, Italy. now it's definitely last place for a reason. There aren't that many locations. It's one of those sort of like unicorn chain restaurants that's only like in a couple cities. Yard House is the same way. Mm. It's not everywhere. Mm. But um, Maggiano, so hard numbers. Maggiano's Little Italy only has 53 locations in 24 states. Oh, interesting. But I tell everybody, if you've never been there, I've explained this to people, and they're like, why are you so excited? <laughs> Their big thing is if is that you can order a pasta dish, and you can order a pasta dish to go. And that is a menu item. Mm-hmm. Like, bo- like, both are one menu item. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Little Italy. I just, I love it there, and it's and it's really good, and they have a really good chocolate mm. cake. Um, California Pizza Kitchen I ate at for the first time when I was w- with you Yeah, in Burbank. That was this year. <laughs> yeah, and it was good. I had pasta. Uh, Yard House we ate at, at the, the other night. One of the best burgers I've ever had in my entire life. Yes, and one of the worst Nashville hot chicken sandwiches I've ever had in my entire life. So we had a little different experience over at the Yard House the other day. So it's a give and take. Um, um, I would just like to briefly say <clears throat> about Maggiano's Little Italy. Um, also, I don't, I'm sure everyone can tell by now, but I love to say Little Italy uh, in succession. I think it's so fun. Feels good on the tongue, yeah. the tip of the tongue, <laughs> as they say Little Italy. Um, but my most 
thought of uh, Magiano's Little Italy story is that one time <clears throat> before before I moved to Chicago, mm. me and uh, my my friend and improv mentor slash teacher um, Sean Taylor were uh, contracted to do a two person improv show <laughs> i forgot about at, this <laughs> at a private event in the back in a back in a back room of amagiano's little italy it was Hell you know yes. it was like some guy's 48th birthday oh yeah and his wife set it up or whatever and um it was such a weird environment but it was it, it is one of my favorite shows of all time and obviously one of the most um distinctive settings i've i've ever performed in um and and it was really fun I love that. Anyways, that's it. I love to hear that. Um, so those are the three that that have fallen. And honestly, I'm pretty disappointed that all three have fallen because some of these other restaurants, I'm like, boo. But there are simply, if you look at the numbers, they're just simply better represented. There are more locations in more places. Yeah. So that's how it happened. Um, to make money, you got to be somewhere yep so uh from the we'll go from 16 up and this these are the restaurants oh you're gonna do it yeah do you want to i like to do it but you do it it's your tournament <laughs> okay <laughs> the 16 seed bonefish grill the 15 seed carabas italian grill the 14 seed bj's restaurant and brew house yeah bj's the 13 seed pf chang's the 12th seed, Hooters. The 11th seed, TGI Fridays. The 10th seed, The Cheesecake Factory. The 9th seed, Longhorn Steakhouse. The 8th seed, Red Robin. The 7th seed, Red Lobster. Two different places. <laughs> the 6th seed, Outback Steakhouse. No rules just right. The 5th seed, Texas Roadhouse. The the four seed chilies, the three seed Applebee's, the two seed Buffalo Wild Wings, and absolutely, obviously, the number one seed, the OG, OG, it's Olive Garden. Well, how'd I do? Great. Thanks. <clears throat> um, if you know Nia, you know this about her, and if you don't know Nia, you're about to know this about her. She loves the Olive Garden. Yeah, so I know that that's the first matchup that we're going to talk about, so why don't we just dive right into the bracket? Okay. Left side of the bracket, the matchups are as follows. The one-seeded Olive Garden versus the 16-seed Bonefish Grill. The eight-seed Red Robin versus the nine-seed Longhorn Steakhouse. The four-seed Chili's versus the 13-seed P.F. Chang's. And the five-seed Texas Roadhouse versus the 12-seeded Hooters. Now, there's only a couple restaurants on this list that I've never been to. Yeah. Uh, there's only one I've never been to. Well, the Bonefish Grill is one of my restaurants. That's also the one that I've never been to. Okay. Do you have... I certainly don't think it's going to beat the Olive Garden, obviously. I don't either. It's only in 30 states, but it does have 187 locations. Um, it And it's also... I think I also have a year-established column here. Mm -hmm. it, it was established in the year 2000, and everything else was established in the 20th century. That's the Yard House. Oh, I'm sorry. N never mind. I lied. Uh, Bonefish Grill, 1996. So 1996 still late off, yeah. in the chain restaurant game. Uh, we're mostly looking at the early 80s here for a lot of these late 70s. 
Um, of course, there are, it varies, yeah. but that's that's sort of the median uh, date of establishment for a lot of these places. Mm. Um, Bonefish Grill, I have no idea. I assume it's great. I feel like I, w- I would like it if I if I ever ate there, but I just haven't. How about this? If you've eaten at a Bonefish Grill and you're listening to this podcast, send us an email or uh, slide into our DMs and let us know uh, your review of the Bonefish Grill, positive or negative. Yeah. <laughs> Or just a whatever, anything. Yeah. We'll take anything. Have you been there? We <laughs> yes don't know or no. where it is. Um, okay, well then we we'll save our OG talk. Um, Heck yeah. The eight seed Red Robin versus the nine seeded Longhorn Steakhouse. Longhorn Steakhouse, another place I've also never been. Yeah, I don't know if I've been to a Longhorn Steakhouse. I definitely <laughs> confuse Texas Roadhouse and Longhorn Steakhouse. Texas Roadhouse, I have been to. Is Texas Roadhouse the place with the peanuts? I've been one time. <laughs> okay. One of them has really good bread, and I think it's oh, Texas Roadhouse. I think it Roadhouse. is Texas Roadhouse, because it had um, great bread when I was there. Maybe I also haven't been to a Longhorn Steakhouse, but, you know, a steakhouse for, and I know we're going to talk about Texas Roadhouse and also Outback Steakhouse, a steakhouse for a chain restaurant, no thank you. Mm. Me, That's me personally. Mm-hmm. Um when I go to a casual dining chain restaurant, I'm looking for finger food. Like, mm. I'm looking for fries, burgers, wings, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to get my steak from a casual dining. Mm. That's a great point. Thank you. That's a great point. It's I almost like it. I'm commenting. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm providing commentary. Well, here's the thing. I, like you said, this is the this is the first tournament this year that I haven't personally curated so this is truly me flying by the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't put a lot of thought into my picks yeah. yet. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the other tournaments, I've I've spent you know days just thinking about <laughs> who I think will win what matchup. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is gonna be real real loose over here on my end. Yeah, but <clears throat> on the other side of the coin. I love Red Robin. And I also love Red Robin. They have bottomless fries with whatever you order. Yeah. And there's two foods on this planet that I could eat endless amounts of, and that's pizza and french fries. Yeah. I I love Red Robin. I have many, many fond memories of going to the Red Robin in the waterfront in Pittsburgh. Um, and at the time, I was a vegetarian. So I'm here to tell you that Red Robin's... Uh, vegan burger Mm. is so good Mm. it's so so good red robin um steak fries steak fry i know you took the words out of my mouth steak fry they're good they're good steak fries too yeah well um and they have a good they have a good shake maybe this is longhorn ignorance coming from me but I, i think red robin will win and i think it will win easily yeah totally i agree okay red robin olive garden this has to go to Olive Garden, I think. Uh, of course, this, I think I gotta that. Tell you, I'm going to be very curious to see. Nia, as I've said before, is normally extremely level-headed uh, when it comes to making her selections in every tournament, especially as evidenced by our most recent tournament, MCU. Um, so I'm going to be curious to see. It's interesting because it's not like Olive Garden is a 14 seed. Yeah. It is the number one seed. Yeah. So it wouldn't necessarily be reckless for you to keep picking Olive Garden. Uh, but we know what your heart says, and your heart says OG. Well, I'll be level-headed about this. I think what's what this is going to come down to is that, like, and there are a couple, uh, I think there's only 
one other place on here that's an Italian place. Mm -hmm. But Olive Garden is exclusively Italian food. You can't get a burger at Olive Garden. So, and I think that like casual dining, you just heard me say, when I go to a restaurant like this, I want fries, burgers, and wings. Mm -hmm. And you can't get that at Olive Garden. No. So it's really in a class of its own. But it was kind of by a long shot in sales terms, the number one seed. Um, Yep. Nothing really comes close to it. And I think that, I think I've said this about Chipotle before. Um, I I love Olive Garden and I love Italian food. And I know that's a Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. I know it's not a one-to-one. Yeah. I love Olive Garden because I like Olive Garden food. Just like how I love Chipotle and I love Mexican food, and I know they're not the same. Yes, and I have long held the belief that that is the best take you have ever come up with. That Chipotle is not Mexican food. Chipotle is Chipotle. Yeah. Olive Garden is not Italian food. Olive Garden is Olive Garden. And I love Olive Garden, and I love the breadsticks. And here's the thing. We used to go to Olive Garden all the time (laughs) growing up. All the time. Like, at least once a week we Mm -hmm. were at Olive Garden. Mm -hmm. And it was right next to the TGI Fridays. Mm -hmm. And um, we we kind of did Olive Garden a very particular way. And so we would always get wedding soup, which you can only get in Pittsburgh. It's a a Pittsburgh soup. Oh, shout out to Deanne (laughs) D'Amelio and her wedding soup. Ooh. My mom's wedding soup is better than the Olive Garden wedding soup. I never had the Olive Garden wedding soup, but I know Dee's wedding soup is better than all. So we'd always get wedding soup and breadsticks, and we would get a side, a, a boat of Alfredo sauce with our breadsticks. Oh, it's so good. And that's all we got, and like a salad. <clears throat> we would not get entrees. And that, for for the longest time, that's all I ever had at Olive Garden, and the black tie moose cake. Oh. I did not start ordering oh. pasta dishes from Olive Garden until I was an adult, until I was like 24. So I just, it it means a lot to me, but I also think like, I can understand that like anybody can walk into a Red Robin and find something they eat. You have to like Olive Garden to eat at Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people don't like it. Yep. But still, if this was going up against Chili's, something like a little higher on the list, mm-hmm. I could see Chili's overtaking Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. But Red Robin, I don't see it happening. I'm going to pick Olive Garden. Uh, give me Red Robin. Wow. Yum. For, every, for all the reason you just laid out, I do feel like there is a, for whatever reason, I do feel like there is a strong contingent of people who are like, Olive Garden, no thanks. I know, because they think it's, they think they're being snooty about Italian food, and yeah. I come right back with them and say, I don't go there to eat Italian food. Yeah, I go there to dip breadsticks in Alfredo, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the thing that I think has swayed me most was people uh, a fast casual dining experience like this uh, people prefer the burgers and fries type places yeah so i i i can't believe it but i'm i think red robin i don't think it's a bad pick i don't okay so nia has olive garden winning the upper left hand side of the bracket yes and i have red robin we move on to the four seed chilies versus the 13 seed pf changs now i noticed that the top five uh seeds all serve 50 states except for chilies which serves 49 
Uh-oh. What is the missing state? Do I'm, you know? I'm not sure what the missing state is. However, I looked at a couple of maps for a couple of other restaurants, and it gets pretty spotty in Wyoming and the Dakotas. Mm. Like, Olive Garden had one location in Wyoming. Oh. So it qualified for 50 yeah. states. Oh, yeah. But Wyoming, the Dakotas, Montana, um, that those four states, I think... Probably would be one without a Chili's. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Chili's is great. I love Chili's. Now, I've only ever eaten at a Chili's once or twice. Um, and it's good. You got to get the sizzling fajita platter. Yeah. I should. I, you know what? I really should. I I'm, like fajitas. I'm a, I'm a huge Chili's guy. There was a Chili's um, locally, um, and we would go to it pretty frequently, and then we really went to it a lot, uh, during our, uh, wiffle ball phase. We would go after we all, we would all play, for those that don't know, we would all play wiffle ball at my house. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, I have three younger brothers, for Mm -hmm. attorneys who don't know. Um, so we just had, you know, people over all the time, and eventually it evolved into, a wiffle ball league, dare I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, we would go to Chili's pretty frequently. Um, the Chili's on Stevens Creek, which is no longer there. Wow. And in fact, we didn't know it was being removed. And we happened to go to this Chili's on the final day of its existence. Wow. And the waitress told us, she was like, this is the last day. And we were like, what? She was like, this is our last day. And so we asked her if we could take the cups home with us. And we did. Wow. And those, those cups from Chili's are still in my, at least I think, they're still in my uh, yeah, parents' home in Cerco, California. They're like kind of big. They're like what you would get. Get at the Cheesecake Factory. Maybe. They're, what I was going to say is it, if you go to an A&W, yeah. it's what your root beer would come in. You like know, it's a like Stein. A big mug. Yeah. Yeah, but for, for root beer. <laughs> Orange soda. Now, Chili's is against P.F. Chang's, which... Um, has, this is a very familial matchup. ...has the same uh, problem that Olive Garden has in that it is a particular type of cuisine yeah. that is an American food. Yeah. Now, every dollar that P.F. Chang's happened to make in 2020, um, half came from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. My, my parents get P.F. Chang's like every Friday or something. Uh, again, shout out to <laughs> D and also a shout out to Matt. Um. So I know they're really big fans of P.F. Chang's. What's the cake? The Great Wall of Chocolate? Is that yes, what it's called? Yeah, that is oh, what it's called. Uh, we didn't grow up going to P.F. Chang's. This is something that they do. Um, and good for them. I don't know if it's closer to them now that they live in Philadelphia or what, but they always go. So, I mean, the couple of times that I've had it, it's it's good. Yeah. I, I, am, I love Chinese food, but I also love, like, americanized chinese food yeah like i like it authentic i also it it's exactly what you just said it's the same as the chipotle versus mexican food argument olive garden do you want pf chang's or do you want chinese food yeah and i think that i in this case i didn't grow up eating pf chang's Mm -hmm. enough yeah so when i want chinese food i want like i want I want it from a restaurant with like no tables, you know, like there's just a counter. Uh (laughs) Like I want, I want some family small in the city business. That's where I want my Chinese food to come from. P.F. Chang's is just a nice Panda Express. 
Wow. Okay, hot take. With cake. I will say the Great Wall of Chocolate is. Oh, it's good. Very good. It's good. But I think this has to go to Chili's. I actually don't think there's any competition. Oh, yeah, certainly I agree. I think Chili's is more popular. Um, uh, I was going to say worldwide, but I think I worldwide. mean nationally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that brings us to the five seed Texas Roadhouse versus the 12 seeded Hooters. Texas Roadhouse I went to one time, and I think it was on coming back on a road trip i honestly don't remember who i was with or why we went there but i do remember the bread being very good i am convinced that texas roadhouse is the place with the peanuts you know what it is because i think there was a bunch of shit on the floor yeah the peanut shells shells. yes 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 okay so i'm allergic to peanuts not deadly okay i'm this is a psa okay because everyone whenever i say that people are like (gasps) are you going to be okay? And I'm like, I'm literally going to be fine. I just, first of all, I don't like the smell of it. Yeah. Like, I don't like the taste. Of, it's been in my mouth. Like, Do you mind if I share one quick This is the, fa- Quinn, I hope you're listening. Yes. Okay. So when, uh, as you, as frequent listeners of the podcast will know, between our time in Chicago and finally moving to LA, Nia and I were living with my parents in um, Northern California. That's where this podcast was born, in fact. It is. That's correct. In my parents' home. <laughs> um, Quinn, uh, our my youngest brother and also former guest and host for one episode yes. of the podcast, um, was also at home because he was, we'll say, displaced from <laughs> University of Oregon. He yes. is now happily back at school, but you know, it was the pandemic. It was and it was pre-vaccine it was pandemic. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, that's a whole another side story. Me, Nia, and Quinn running around all of Northern California <laughs> trying to get a vaccine. Anyways, uh, we ordered um, takeout from this great restaurant in downtown Saratoga called the uh, Village Burger Bar. Great burgers, great shakes. We love it. Um, <laughs> it it is very good. And um, we, Quinn, Nia, and myself, all three got three different flavors of shake. Uh, Mine had peanut butter in it. Now, when the shakes arrived, all three looked identical, Mm -hmm. and there was no, um, like, discerning marks. The only difference was, like, if they put chocolate syrup or caramel over the whipped cream. Yes. So we were going through (laughs) trying to smell the milkshakes, trying to get the scent and everything, and um, also trying to guess based on the the chocolate or the caramel drizzle, et cetera, et cetera. So there was, uh, so I got a chocolate shake, yeah. And there was only one that only had chocolate, chocolate yeah. drizzle on it, and I said, "This has to be it." Mm-hmm. So Nia, <laughs> Nia, t- <laughs> Nia grabs it. She's like, "This is mine." Starts. <laughs> Starts drinking and immediately realizes I just, it's the peanut butter one. And she's. I just opened my mouth and let it fall didn't onto even, the ground. She didn't even spit it out. She literally opened it and just dropped it out. She's like, she as it's falling out, she goes, This is peanut butter. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Quinn, bless his heart, cleaned up what I spit out on the floor. Um, I felt bad, but it was also very uh, funny. Um, so, this so all that is to say, it, the peanut allergy doesn't affect her, but she certainly acts as a pitbull killer. <laughs> I don't like it. That's the thing. Not only am I allergic, but I also don't like it. Whenever I've ingested peanuts, I do get a little scratchy. Mm. I can feel a little, you know, like, I basically feel like hot, like infl- inflamed, mm-hmm. but not in like an anaphylactic shock kind of way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just, if I feel a discomfort sure. um, if I were to actually eat it. But also like I think I eat it's- a Brussels sprout. 
Okay. But I also just think peanuts and peanut butter just smell gross to me. Anyway, Texas Roadhouse. I grew up, and I think I've said this to you before, Trent. I grew up with a place called Lone Star, which also was a chain. It does sound familiar. I don't think that it exists anymore. Lone Star Steakhouse? Um, I don't know. I'm looking it up. Yeah, try it. Um, Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon. Wow, there's that's one not. In... That's not. Oh, it. this isn't it. Okay, I was, <laughs> was going to say there's one in Rancho Cucamonga. I don't think so. Oh, oh, wait. Yes, maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. So it is defunct. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yeah. Defunct as of 2019 as a chain. But one single franchise, this is how it's written on Google, still survives on Guam. So so Lone Star Steakhouse, I think, is very similar to a Longhorn Steakhouse or a Texas Roadhouse. And they had the best ribs, okay? They had the best ribs. Mm. If I went to a Texas Roadhouse, I would get ribs. And there's, you know, there's a couple rib restaurants on this Well, this Well, ju- this is jumping ahead, but... My go-to order at Outback Steakhouse is the rack of ribs. ribs. I get it. I get it. That's my go-to. I think that the if if people like Texas Roadhouse, it's going to be for whatever that bread is that they have. Yeah. Um, there's a couple bread-based restaurants. <laughs> Olive Garden is one, and then we're about to talk about Red Lobster. Um, but I don't know. It's not. It's just I don't know. Ribs, nothing special to me. I have to get di- like I have to be prepared for ribs because I have to get dirty. Mm. So like. I love ribs, but I need to be like, I'm going to get ribs. Same thing with wings. I'm like, I have to go get wings. I will get my hands dirty. Like it needs, it's a mental preparation thing. Yes. Speaking of wings. Speaking of wings, the 12 seated Hooters. I can't believe Hooters only serves 36 states. Yeah. That seems crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, here's my guess about Hooters is that perhaps they've been in decline for a couple of years. That. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. And so they used to be in more states, but well, aren't anymore. Quite frankly, me and um, one of my best friends in the world, Brandon Chow, would, um, in the early 2010s, you know, when we're like late teens, starting our 20s, <clears throat> we're big UFC fans, uh, Chow and I. And they would show the fights at Hooters. Mm. So we would go to Hooters so we didn't have to buy a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, as 22-year-olds working at CVS. Mm-hmm. So we would go to Hooters and get the wing. Like, we would go to Hooters for the wings and the fights. And, you know, there's Hooters is famous for uh, some The ladies. But we were like, sure, but let us get our, I mean, Chow is also, Nia and myself are huge fans of wings. Chow also loves wings. We honestly, Nia and I have many friendships that uh, started from wings and grew, but um, we we love wings. Wings is a great food, but honestly, once Buffalo Wild Wings rose in popularity, we kind of shifted over to B-dubs. Yeah. Because um, they just had a better, higher quality of wings. Yeah. The one time I ate Hooters, I was in Nashville. It's the only time I've ever been to Nashville, and it was between places. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were staying in Nashville for a night and then leaving the next morning mm-hmm. and we ended up at Hooters and the wings were good, Yeah, but that's the only time they're pretty, it can be hit or miss. Like I said, I just think that Hooters is such a dying breed. Yeah. Um, which is like, 
I don't know. It is what it is. You know who I think was the first person to take me to a Hooters? <laughs> You're going to love this. Um, wait, I really want to guess for real. Um, I feel like I do know the answer. Give me a hint. Um, we were talking about them when we were in Manhattan Beach. When we were in Manhattan Beach. Who do you think of when you eat in Manhattan Beach? I don't know. I think the first person to take me to a Hooters was Kelly Berman. <laughs> I was going to say Gary. <laughs> well, I think it was. I think Gary and my parents were there, but I Kelly was the driving force, I believe. I don't know. Kelly, if you're listening, you can correct me on that. We love you. Or we if my parents are, or Gary is listening. Uh, um, I don't know who's going to win yeah, this. Yeah, this is, this is definitely the toughest matchup we've come up to so far. I'm going to say Texas Roadhouse because I think people might be on their high horse about Hooters. Um, yeah. I, and I'm here to say... I don't care uh, about oh, that yeah. part of Hooters. Yeah. But I think this is a non-issue because Chili's is going to win the region. I totally agree. It's a non-issue. Chili's is also my pick to win the region. Um, but I'll go the opposite way and I'll say Hooters will be Texas Roadhouse because I think our listeners are a bunch of dirty, filthy pervs. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we both are in agreement that Chili's should easily uh, defeat either one of these, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, okay, so left side of the bracket, Nia has Olive Garden versus Chili's. I have Red Robin versus Chili's. But first, we'll move over to the right side of the bracket. The matchups are as follows. The two-seed Buffalo Wild Wings versus the 15-seeded Carabas Italian Grill. The seven-seed Red Lobster versus the 10-seed The Cheesecake Factory. Mm. The three-seed Applebee's versus the 14-seed BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. And the six-seed Outback Steakhouse versus the 11-seed TGI Fridays. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, Carabas, another restaurant I've never been to. I have never even seen a Carabas, but unlike the Bonefish Grill... I've heard commercials for Carabas, like, I think, like, on the radio, like, mm. during Giants games or something. But I've never seen a Carabas. So, uh, growing up, there, uh, the mall that I was closest to was the Monroeville Mall. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Matt Rorty, who always make you think his dad is from Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Monroeville Mall, had, it had its ups and downs. And I'm sure that the coons who are listening are, like, a... Yeah, understatement. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what they'll text me about uh, the Monroeville Mall. But they, uh, at some point when I was like maybe in eighth grade, um, they built on an attachment to the Monroeville Mall that had like a bunch of new shops and restaurants, and Carabas was one of those restaurants. Mm. I ate there one time, and then it didn't last there. <laughs> it became a different restaurant. I think a place that you have eaten that I would liken it to is the macaroni grill oh where's the macaroni grill on this list i thought it would pop up but it didn't never did no oh macaroni grill is certainly something i would associate with this style of this uh, this is now a tangent but do you think the macaroni grill didn't pop up on these lists because it 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 basically advertises its, is it itself as a higher level of like it's it doesn't advertise itself as like a casual dining experience? It's more I don't of a, know. A, an upper class experience? I don't know. I don't think that about the macaroni grill. I've only... Uh, I didn't grow up with macaroni grill. Uh, I uh, uh, The first time I went there was in Ohio. I got to tell you, I don't think I've been to one outside of the state of Arizona. I think we would always go to the macaroni grill. Then, we used to go... For, for spring training. Yeah. And I think there was a macaroni grill near the place we would stay at. 
Regardless, the last thing I want to say about Carrabba's Italian Grill is that my next door neighbors growing up were the Carrabba's. So uh, also when I was a kid, I thought it was their restaurant, you know, because mm-hmm. I was stupid. Um, that being said, I just, you know, the name brand of Buffalo Wild Wings is really hard to get it's by. It's not beating Buffalo Wild Wings. I think it's going to win. Now the next matchup, before we talk about B-dubs, mm-hmm. is going to be, I think, the bloodbath on the bracket. Definitely of the first round matchups, yes. And that's the seven seed Red Lobster versus the ten seed the Cheesecake Factory. I am kind of surprised that both are seated so low. Yeah. Well, as you, if you will recall, the Cheesecake Factory almost went out of business. I don't rec- what <laughs> like a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, I don't recall that at all. Which, when you think about it, makes complete sense because they serve everything. If you just so they yeah. have to buy everything. Right, their menu is like a a, a twelve-page book. book. Yes, exactly. More like a fifty-page book, probably. I literally remember the first time I went to the Cheesecake Factory in the Southside Works in Pittsburgh. I went there with my grandmother and my cousin Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Um, and she lived in a really cool. She lived in the Heinz Lofts at the time. Wow. And they were a very cool, hip, like new apartments made out of the old one of the old heinz ketchup factories so these were named after ketchup or these were named after a football star ketchup great <laughs> um and she took us to the cheesecake factory and i thought it was magical i just remember thinking it was so it was this like is the, the height of luxury it really felt like the height of luxury to me it felt like such a special occasion kind of place mm. um and i think it still is because it serves so much like you could take a big group to the Cheesecake Factory, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a party place. That makes sense. I think uh, my parents and I went to the Cheesecake Factory in downtown Chicago a couple times. Yeah. Or you went to the Grand Lux Cafe. No. You know what? We did go to the Cheesecake Factory because my dad left his credit card there one time. Had to go back the next day. That's pretty funny. Um, I didn't really grow up going to Red Lobster. This, I'll say, has a little bit of a problem like olive garden and pf changs it's seafood mm-hmm. and not everybody likes seafood yeah every time i've been to red lobster it's been absolutely delicious and i know they got those cheddar bay biscuits mm-hmm. and they're really good mm-hmm. i'll take an olive garden breadstick over it any day but that's any me that's me week. personally that's any me personally. day of the week I think the Cheesecake Factory is going to be Red Lobster i don't have much to add because i've only been to red lobster a single time mm. And we've been it's to che- good. and we've been to Cheesecake this month, so we have. I'm also picking the Cheesecake Factory to win this. Let's go. Okay, so that gives us Cheesecake Factory versus Buffalo Wild Wings. Wow. What do you think? I don't know. You want to talk a little bit about Buffalo Wild Wings since we kind of blew past it. So Trent and I, before we started <laughs> dating, would go to would go to Buffalo Wild Wings together all the time. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, me and I were very good friends for many years <laughs> before we started dating. Oh, my God. Um, but it was sort of our place. Wow, that's crazy. Our friendship was kind of based around wings. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I love wings. Trent yeah. knows I can take down uh-huh. some wings. Um, I have many pictures on my phone of Nia with a pile of bones in front of her we have a drawing of me eating wings in our apartment Mm -hmm. that's not a joke i commissioned Um, it (laughs) 
But uh, shout out, shout out to Ray Glass. Our order at Buffalo Wild Wings. This is no longer on the menu. At least it wasn't when we went there two nights ago. Ugh. Uh, the big pretzel. We would get the big pretzel. Oh yes. I loved the big pretzel. I know, me too. And then, uh, so we would share the big pretzel, and then I would get 20 wings, traditional wings, Mm -hmm. half mild, half salt and pepper rub, Mm. because I like that. Mm -hmm. And then Trent would get 10 uh, boneless medium wings, and then I would finish (laughs) all my wings and finish his wings. The pretzel fills me up sometimes. I know. So. Well, it's big. It was a big pretzel. Um, I'm a big boy. Okay. Bob's a big boy. We stopped going there because of uh, the Trump campaign. <laughs> <laughs> but we've since uh, restarted going back. Yeah. Honestly, I <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for a reason to stop going there. I know. Trent really never liked it as much as I Here's did. Here's what I'll say about Buffalo Wild Wings. And this has been true in every state I've ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings in. The service there sucks. Oh my God, yeah. Always. Doesn't matter where you are. For some reason, every single Buffalo Wild Wings is staffed by like 50% high schoolers Mm -hmm. who just don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And the other 50% are adults who also don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And it just like... Sometimes there's like no sauce on my wings and mm-hmm. I don't know. It can be it can be very 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 hit or miss 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 to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um in fact, uh I had a subpar experience the other night when we went as you know. Yes, I, I do know. Well, I think we both enjoyed certain aspects of the meal, but uh it, this was another case of we did not have silverware at yeah. our table. And it took us probably 10 minutes to flag down, not just our specific waitress, but anybody. It was crazy. <laughs> my favorite, I will i got to say, my favorite Buffalo Wild Wings experience. We used to eat at the one on Clybourne all the time for you Chicago people. Yeah. Um, that's the one we've eaten at the most. But my favorite Buffalo Wild Wings experience was when we ate at Buffalo Wild Wings after the Paul McCartney concert. In, uh, in Wisconsin. Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. We walked from Lambeau to the Buffalo Wild Wings. And you know what was on? UFC, baby. <laughs> that was like, and I was high because I had just seen Paul, you know? The genius. So I was riding high, but that's like my favorite moment at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, that was a good one. I think that probably more people have been to Buffalo Wild Wings than have been to the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, I don't know about that. You I think, think the, the opposite? I don't think I think the opposite, but I don't think there's like a huge gulf. I think it's close. I think maybe you're right. More people could have gone to B-dubs, but... Um, I think when it's game day... When it's game day and you need a wing and a beer, you got to go down to Buffalo Wild Wings for those deals. And cheesecake just feels like more of a special occasion to Mm. me, like I said. I think Buffalo Wild Wings might win. I actually want to hear what you have to say before I give my definitive answer. Mm. I want you to make an argument because I don't know who to pick. I think Buffalo Wild Wings is exactly what you said. It's game day. People are going there for that. Yeah. So they might. Or in our case, it's 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it might, um, it might be more often frequented, frequented, frequented. I don't know. Um, But I also think it's true what you said about the Cheesecake Factory, which is it's a special occasion type of place ish, um, or at least in your mind it is, (laughs) which means I think it's held with more 
Esteem. Esteem. Like, you might go to Buffalo Wild Wings once a week and Cheesecake Factory once a month, but you might enjoy that Cheesecake Factory meal more than all four Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, Buffalo Wild Wings, you're there to watch the games mm-hmm. and just slam some beer and wings for cheap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, push come to shove, Cheesecake Factory also, it's in the name, baby. Has the cheesecake, cheesecake is good. I know. And we haven't really talked about desserts except for at P.F. Chang's and Olive Garden. Um, I'm going Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Buffalo Wild Wings. I, w- I would not be surprised if Buffalo Wild Wings win wins. I, I, I don't think I'll even be surprised if Buffalo Wild Wings blows them out. Yeah. But I'm going to say Cheesecake Factory. Okay, cool. I like that we're picking different ones. I feel Finally. Like, I feel like we usually pick the same thing. I know. Um, all right, now to the lower right yeah, I, I don't think this matchup will be close, but I am curious to see how many votes BJ's gets. Oh, it's we're just diving right in. The three-seed Applebee's <laughs> versus the 14-seed BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse. Um, listen, I had never been to a BJ's until I moved to California, and I don't think that that bodes well for BJ's, mm-hmm. personally. I agree. BJ's only BJ's is in 29, 29 states. states yeah. And I had never even heard of it until I moved here. Well, let me tell you, California is one of those states, and BJ's is a restaurant that the Dozier family would go to often. They ha- It's called BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse because they do their own beer and root beer and cream soda on site. So, you know, Nia knows this. I'm sure many attorneys know this. I don't drink uh, alcohol. <laughs> alcoholic beverages so i love a root beer and like a fresh bj's root beer in a big mug like that too it's like a chili style mug mm-hmm. oh man i love bj's but bj's also has a close place in my heart because we would go there frequently as a family oftentimes uh i associate applebee's or not associate but applebee's and chilies to me the, those are the two restaurants I think of the most when I think of this. Mm-hmm. And we're just a Chili's family. Mm-hmm. So Applebee's, uh, you know, we rarely would go to. Didn't we just go to an Applebee's after? Uh, yeah, after we saw that? the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. Um, it was the only restaurant open as far as the eye could yeah. see. <laughs> uh, and it was good. We It was good. We had a good experience yeah, there, I thought. Yeah, it was good. Um, but, I, you know, I love BJ's. And the thing about BJ's, speaking of desserts, they do the pizzuki which yes. is you know a, a pizza cookie you know it, it's in many different restaurants but <clears throat> bj's just does it best yeah we they have a go, lot of different flavors we would go to bj's just to get pizzukis mm-hmm. be like it's dessert anybody want to go to bj's grab a pizzuk mm. <laughs> unfortunately i do think applebee's will certainly win but the dozers are a pretty funny family when it comes to desserts i feel like i feel like a couple of times I've heard like anybody want B and R Baskin Robbins for the uninitiated. There was a a drive-through Baskin Robbins near us, so we would send you know one of the boys. Yeah, someone would propose it, (laughs) and then everyone be like, "Mm," and then someone would be like, yes, (laughs) and then Um, slowly one by one, all six of us would get something. There's a BJ's very close to our house. It's within walking distance, and I really, really like it. It's always yeah. so swamped. You BJ's can never has get in. Always been swamped. Any time of the year, any time of the day, I've never 
just been immediately seated at a BJ's. <laughs> just swamped. Anywhere. Swamped, swamped. Uh, Applebee's, I mean, BJ's is objectively better than Applebee's, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that enough people have eaten there, especially knowing the people that I know who listen to this podcast. Yeah. There's no way that Applebee's isn't going to win. Let me tell you what, I would be over the moon if BJ's won this. Me, It's better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. agree with you. It's it's a, it's a like a lot better than Applebee's, but it's not going to win. All right, final opening round matchup. The sixth seed, Outback Steakhouse versus the 11 seed, TGI Fridays. Now, I think I've been pretty generous and pretty kind throughout this uh, oh, tournament you... so far. Outback Steakhouse sucks. Oh! Oh. Sucks. I'm going the other way hard. Sucks. Outback Steakhouse rules. No way. So, as you know, Nia, and maybe listeners of the pod might know, but the restaurant I go to every year for my birthday is Benihana. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother Bryce also... Uh, goes to Benihana every year for his birthday. And there was a time where Quinn was trying to find a lane, but I think Quinn has also settled on Benihana every year for his birthday. Now, if you'll recall, I have three brothers. (laughs) Kyle, the one who has yet to be on the podcast, uh, he, I don't know, I don't think this is the case anymore, but growing up, Epic Steakhouse for a time was his choice for his birthday. Wow. And, My uh, choice was always Olive Garden, just, yeah. for the just for the record. <laughs> well, like I said, I have, you know, my order locked in. It's the ribs and the fries, and Outback Steakhouse has some of my favorite French fries of all time. They just prepare them well, season them well. Mm. It's a standard cut fry. Um, but the other side of the TGI Friday's coin is that the TGI Friday's that was close to us was directly across the street from our Benihana. Oh. So I never went to that TGI Friday, which now doesn't exist anymore. That wow. TGI Friday is, I have been to a TGI Friday's. Um, and it's just like, you know, it, it's on, it's pretty identical to Applebee's, I feel like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, rack a rib at, at Big Steakhouse. It's Bloomin' sucks. Onion. I've had the Bloomin' Onion. I've Good had the ribs. Fries. Good cheese fries. Well, it just, it's, I don't know. You it's suck. just so, like, You're wrong. lackluster to me. Oh. Now, TGI Fridays. If I wasn't going to Olive Garden, I was at Fridays. Like I said before, they were right next to each other, and they were um, they were kind of isolated in Monroeville. Mm-hmm. They were, it was, like, the two of them next to each other, mm-hmm. and it was sort of, like, to me, those are, like, the, the gold standard of chain restaurants. <laughs> now, I hope my brother's listening. And anybody else I grew up with, you might agree with this, but my brother, I know, because we've had conversations about this, the TGI Fridays we grew up with was really cool. As a kid, it was a very cool space, and I'm going to tell you why, and I know I've told you this, Trent. We were kids right around the turn of the century, okay? (laughs) And so (laughs) in our Fridays was a very cool phone booth that had three pay phones in it. It was one booth, but there were like sp- uh, there was a spiral staircase and you could get to like three. They were each on three different platforms. They took those out when pay phones kind of went by the wayside. They were at, they weren't like for display, they were real pay. They phones. were real pay phones. Wow. Okay. And they took them out, but the case remained. Mm-hmm. And Playing in the TGI Fridays phone booth uh, was it 
I, I have so many memories of going to the phone booth. It's really something that I can't like, I can't really explain it. It was made of glass and it was this big like cylinder right in the middle of the, it was just like really cool as a kid. The bathrooms were also very cool. <laughs> they were. They were really genuinely cool. Like, it was just a very cool place, or at least I thought it was really cool, and I know that Michael also thinks that the phone booth was really cool at TGI Fridays. You heard it here first, folks. Kids growing up in Pittsburgh love playing in phone booths. You don't understand. <laughs> like, it's more than a phone booth. It's. I'll see if I can find a picture. But, like, it. just trust me. It was really cool, and we used to hang out, like, if we went there with like families, like family friends and stuff, all the kids would go in the phone booth and hang out. I guess we could go to McDonald's and play in the play pit. You don't get it. Or and you won't, and we you could won't all go to the it. phone booth. You don't get it and you won't ever get it, but yes, just I, trust me. That's because I grew up in California, so I could, I don't know, play outside. No, 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 no. I got to play outside. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> all, uh, during all seasons. You guys, I, I'll say it, I said it and I'll say it again. You don't get it and you won't get it. What's your pick? <laughs> TGI Fridays. Outback Steakhouse. Whatever. <laughs> okay, well, do you think TGI Fridays can take down Applebee's? I want to believe. So I'm going to pick it, even Whoa! though even though I do think that Applebee's will probably win. I, I'm taking Applebee's over Outback Steakhouse. That's the smarter choice. So then we've got, I have, on the left side, Olive Garden versus Chili's. Yep. And on the right side, Buffalo Wild Wings versus Fridays. Yep. And I have on the left side, Red Robin versus Chili's. And on the right side, the Cheesecake Factory versus Applebee's. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I, th- I think Chili's is taking down Red Robin. Oh, you have a much harder choice, I think. Yeah. Um, Chili's versus Olive Garden. But I definitely have Chili's. I think Buffalo Wild Wings over Fridays for sure, especially now. I think that Fridays is kind of a dying restaurant. Um, so I'm picking Buffalo Wild Wings on the right side. Olive Garden versus Chili's. I know I'm going to be wrong about this. I'm going to pick Olive Garden though. Mm. Just because it's my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants of all time. Oh, man, I, I think I'm taking the Cheesecake Factory over Applebee's here. Whoa. So I have a final matchup of the four-seed Chili's versus the ten-seed, the Cheesecake Factory. And I've got and the Nia's top two. got the number one-seed Olive Garden versus the two-seed Buffalo Wild Wings. It's safe and it's what, not safe. <laughs> well, here's the thing. As we talked about a couple weeks ago, this has been a pretty chalk year overall. Mm-hmm. Everything has been a one seed except for Happy Gilmore was the six seed. Mm. But as we said, arguably the number one seed. And Avengers Endgame won last week, and that was the two seed, but it arguably also could have been the one seed. Uh-huh. So it has been a very, 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 very chalk year so far. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the correct way. Okay, Nia, we've reached the point where now – um you're you're going with I'm, your heart or your mind i'm picking olive garden oh she did it that's right she did it you just can't be there's nothing like olive garden there's nothing like olive garden and you know what ha- you know what ended up happening i think i'm also picking with my heart because i'm taking chilies to win the whole thing and and that is the the location of all these 16 all the 19 if you want to include the ones that got cut that i, I went to the most i feel like so in the end, we just can't can't break our childhood. I know. It's tough. 
But that's the way it is. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. That's just the way it is. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. All right, do you want to do the... <laughs> yes, gladly. Uh, if you would like to vote, uh, great. Thank you so much. We need you to vote because we don't vote. And without you voting, we'll never know who or what, I should say, is the best casual dining chain restaurant. If you would like to vote, uh, there's a couple ways you can get to the voting. First of all, there is uh, a link to the Vote Center in the notes of this very episode of the podcast, wherever you are listening to it. Um, also, you can uh, visit our webpage, which is thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. Uh, there is a vote now button. You can click there. That'll take you to the vote center. Or finally, you can follow us across all of our social media uh, platforms. Not our social media platforms. Profiles. The yeah, our profiles on these platforms. We are at the Turning Pod. We post the link to vote there every day on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. The voting for this 16 seed tournament will be as follows. Opening round voting will take place on Monday, May 2nd, and Tuesday, May 3rd until 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Quarterfinal voting will take place on Wednesday, May 4th until 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Semifinal voting will take place on Thursday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, uh, until 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And finals voting, we go back to two days. It will be Friday, May 6th, and Saturday, May 7th, um, until 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure you follow us, get your votes in. Um, and as always, if you have any thoughts, you can DM us on any of our um, uh, social media places. Or Please let us know if you've been to a bonefish grill. Yeah. <laughs> or send us an email at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com. All right, I think that's it. This should be a fun one. This is easily the most uh, disparate you and I have been in our predictions. I know, and this just, you know, it comes down to what food you like. Yeah. Who won our, Wendy's won our fast food tournament. Oh my God. Who the heck, watch Applebee's pull it out of the hat for this one, you know? I have no idea what's going to happen. I could definitely... I hope something unexpected happens. I really do. Over half of this field, I could see legitimate. It would not surprise me if they won. Mm-hmm. I could see wins from Olive Garden, Chili's, uh, B-Dubs, Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Outback, TGI Friday, Red Robin. I P.F. Chang's could make a run. I think P.F. Chang's has a tough opening matchup. But, like, I, honestly, I don't... If Bonefish or Carabas would have to upset b-dubs or og for me to be surprised otherwise i don't think i i i won't be like truly shocked by anything that happens yeah. i can see anything going anyway sorry there's an ambulance right outside of our house if you can hear the siren <laughs> and now it is passed <laughs> and with that so have we <laughs> yeah this was long but we, we love had to a, talk about food <laughs> we had a lot to say and I didn't really expect like this to be so linked to our childhoods, but I do also feel like, you know, when you're an adult, you do kind of like go to those fancier places or like 
you know, when you're an adult, especially, you know, we've always lived in big cities. We go to restaurants that are only here, you know, only mm-hmm. in this place, like small restaurants. South like, Trattoria, Chicago, Illinois. Exactly. And like, you just kind of forget, like, until you have a family and you live in the suburbs, yeah. you kind of forget like about chain restaurants. So a lot of these are really linked to yeah. our childhoods. Yeah. It's, it's, I just didn't expect it. I'm surprised. Also, I did text my brother and, and we're going to call him and he's going to explain the phone booth to you. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't, okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That's thank fine. you, Trent. Thank you for um, allowing me to do this. I'm glad that I got to, and thanks for carrying the pod for the last four months. Um, and I, I'm glad that I got to do this. This was fun. I'm I'm glad that I didn't have to do it. <laughs> no, I love doing it. It's not that uh, honestly. Well, depending on the tournament, I was gonna say it's not that much work, but depending on the tournament, it can be a lot of work. But either way, um, it's usually pretty fun because, as you know, we always try to pick a topic that we are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't mind putting in the work to see where all the seeds lay out. Of course, the real work comes now during the week when everybody votes. Um, yeah. So, but that's up to you guys, the attorneys. Yeah. So good luck. Good luck and good night. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us, as always, on this journey called Turney. And remember, may, may the, the thing with the, the most votes win. Outback Steakhouse is good. You're wrong. Chili, baby, back Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TheTourneyPod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music was also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Monday to find out what won our best casual dining chain restaurant tournament. All right, you're on the line. <laughs> yeah, he's going to talk to you guys because the draft starts tonight, and I know what the Steelers are going to do. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, I think you ought to draft Kenny Pickett, even though he's got small hands. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, we are going to um, – so on the podcast, we just – we're doing chain restaurants. Do you remember when I told you that on Sunday? I do not. <laughs> okay. I might not have. Um, but we're doing chain restaurants, like casual dining. Okay. And Fridays was on the list. And I said that the Fridays that we went to growing up was really cool. Do you agree? Originally, yes. And, and what was cool about the Fridays? It had a three-story phone booth. Yes! Can you explain what made the phone booth so cool? <laughs> it's difficult to kind of... I've never seen anything like it since. Oh, I have to say, I'm pretty sure that the phone booth was in other Fridays, too. Oh, interesting. Like it, was a, it was like a design feature. Yes. Oh, that's it. Now, certain, that's interesting. Of a, yeah, of a certain era of Fridays. So it was, you know, you would... 
you, like on the ground floor, you you know, open the door like a phone booth, except it went higher. So like there was a st- so the way that the the Fridays in Monroeville was was that you come in the front door and it's almost like um, you know what's it like forced perspective. Uh-huh. You know, you like uh-huh. enter you like enter and the restaurant kind of cleaves off into two directions. So it's like when you enter, you're at the point. Yes. Right. And that's fair. Yes. Yes. So you couldn't like you couldn't really go straight. Like you, you like right, entered on the left. corner. Yeah. Yeah, and then and so in left uh, was the was the stairwell. There could have been other stairwells, but basically the point is that the bar was in the center of the restaurant and elevated above the regular dining floor. Yeah. Mm. And so there was a stairwell. I think kind of back almost by where the food running was going in and out. Uh-huh. The kitchen was. Uh huh. And you walk up that stairwell, but walking up that stairwell was connected to the other doors to the phone booth. Right. So at the middle of the stairwell, you could enter the second door. And then at the top of the stairwell, if, in, if you were at the bar level, you could enter a third door. And so three people could be in it. And it kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it, like cantilevered up. And there were little platforms at the second and third level with phones yes so there's like three now how the hell you three people <laughs> all talking at the same time it's not i didn't really think of that when i was six years old right hot dog. yeah the other i mean the part of this was the not cool part was they they gave you um one of the sides for the hot dog was applesauce oh and i didn't really like that but it was also like it wasn't yellow it was red Oh, it was red applesauce. But then also before the design, the toilets were also like old timey. They were cool. The I I said to Trent, I literally go ahead. Yeah, the the water tank was like anchored, you know, much higher than the toilet. And they had a big, long chain that you'd pull. Yes. It was like very sick. It was kind of saloony. Yes. You know, kind of like a saloon. Yes, I literally tried to explain the phone booth and just was like, you'll never understand. And then I said the bathrooms were also really cool, and Trent laughed at me. Yeah, fully. They had a bunch of, you know, kitschy signs. It was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like uh, Cheers meets, like, you know, the OK Corral. There you go. What do you think, Trent? I think Michael explained it exactly as you explained it. I don't think playing in a phone booth is cool. It was really fun. You could, like, climb up and down, yeah. It was fun. Okay. <laughs> Happy for you, too. <laughs> you went there a lot. I know, because I said it was right next to the Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> never never got in a fight with the waitstaff at Fridays. Definitely got in a fight with the waitstaff at Olive Garden. <laughs> now that I believe also. <laughs> yeah, that's, I thought my grandmother was going to kill that poor girl. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, thank you for explaining or trying to explain the phone booth to Trent. It really was genuinely cool. Did you record all this? Yes, Yes. it's still recording. First time, long time, Howard. Baba Booey. (laughs) Okay, I'm stopping the recording. This must go in the podcast.